Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility is Sunday bet prep with Matt humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right. Welcome back. Hour number two of Sunday bet prep, our NFL preview show for week seven, Matt humans and Scott Spritzer here at the circus Sportsbook downtown Las Vegas, where it's windy and dark tonight. Scott, it looks almost looks like Ar- oh. Armageddon out there at three in the afternoon. It was black skies and, Dust and smoke all over downtown. I drove in. You know, I come out from Summerlin, so I'm driving into downtown area, and I'm I'm on the freeway. You the 95. Couldn't see the I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I couldn't see the circa. I couldn't see any casinos, and I could barely see in front of me. It's just nasty out there right now, and it's a brown. It was a brown color, right? That was hazing over us with all well, this wind. Summer's over. That's oh, football gosh. weather now. Actually, Absolutely. we had 50 mile an hour winds <laughs> out there in a dust storm in Las Vegas this afternoon. And Dwayne Colucci was sitting in a sports book all day, and he didn't even know what happened. Uh, let's call. Let's uh, connect with uh, DC right now at the Rampart Sportsbook. He's manager out there. Dwayne, I know you're pumped up this week because you're a Cowboys guy, and Dak is back. So, how much of a difference do you think that's going to make in the Dallas offense? And this number right now is a drop below seven. Cowboys six and a half point favorites. Do you have the same number out at the Rampart? Uh, yeah, we actually do, Matt. And uh, I'll be honest with you, you better play better than he did opening week if he's going to make a difference. Right. Uh, you know, Dallas was playing very solid ball. We're sitting at six and a half at the Rampart and South Point, total of uh, 49. 
you know, I knew it was a tough spot last week. You're playing back-to-back games on the road. The Eagles are very hungry right now. They are the top team, uh, you know, record-wise in the NFC and probably talent-wise right now. But, you know, definitely Dallas did play well in that game. I mean, it wasn't like they got destroyed. And I think they could easily bounce back. If you noticed last week, Matt, it was important that they started to get Ezekiel Elliott overly involved. And, uh, you know, he and Pollard were a good mix. And they did do some damage in that game. You know, naturally, the Eagles won. They overcame. But I think Dallas definitely could turn the corner in this game against the Lions, who, uh, you know, have no defense uh, at all. And we have a 3-1 to ticket count, even though it came down on the Cowboys with all the parlays and teasers. But the Sharps did jump on the uh, Lions at the key number of seven. Okay. San Francisco with the big news this week, of course, Dwayne with McCaffrey coming over from Carolina. And, uh, you know, I, I was going to ask you because this number did drop from as high as three in a couple of the books, but a lot of two and a halfs out there down to as low now as one, one and a half. You know, how much of that was McCaffrey? How much of that was the fact that San Francisco is getting healthy again on defense? You talk about Nick Bosa, several other Niners defenders who did practice this week and look like they're going to play on Sunday. And how much was just over-the-counter money that influenced this number? Well, I think it's a combination of all, Scott. I'll be honest with you. Definitely now, you know, with the defense getting healthy, it's going to be very, very, uh, you know, important for them to stabilize that and, you know, show their dominance in this division, if possible. And Jimmy G, you know, just another weapon now. Now Debo could, uh, you know, free roam a little more with McCaffrey. I don't know how many plays he'll play, Scott. You know, but all of these factors definitely come into play when you're handicapping an NFL game, and especially uh, this high-profile I love a game against the Chiefs. You are at home, and you were getting a field goal, and now it's down to one. So, you know, definitely the adjustments were made. I think there was a lot of overreaction with McCaffrey, but we did see a lot of action as well in the futures market. So, you know, we're going to see uh, how much McCaffrey's used. I don't think it's going to be all that much. You know, they'll blend him in and get him started. But you could see the money come in from all angles, Scott. Dwayne, I thought the the Niners had some value on the Super Bowl futures board before the McCaffrey trade. As far as uh, his addition, who knows if he's even going to be healthy for the playoffs. uh, It seems like a coin flip with him (laughs) if he's going to be on the field. Have you seen seen a few more bets on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl since uh, the McCaffrey deal on Friday? Yeah, definitely, Matt. The okay. NFC, especially uh, the NFC Championship, we made that adjustment from six to one to four fifty now, four and a half to one. So you know, definitely, we are seeing some future action. I believe last week they were up to about fifteen, sixteen to one to win the Super Bowl, and now the Rampart and South Point have them at nine to one. So, like I said, we did see it come in from all angles, especially to win the NFC. I think the NFC is definitely up for grabs, and I've said this time and time again. We know Buffalo is dominant in the AFC with Kansas City. You know, those two teams are awesome. So we get a feel there. But, you know, I'm not sold on the Eagles. I always say they're one injury away. And this was definitely important to get to McCaffrey before the Rams did, Matt. Okay. All right, let's talk. I actually want to hit on a game that kind of surprised me you're on this, uh, DC. You've got a sharp opinion. When I was out at your book a couple weeks ago, you told me, I hate this Packers team. And (laughs) and as a bookmaker, you had to like the Packers that day because they really hurt the betting public when they melted down. They had that 17-3 lead in London, and they lost to the Giants. And then the Packers followed that up with a pathetic performance last week against the Jets at Lambeau Field. But now you like the Packers – 
laying four and a half on the road at Washington. Yeah, you know, I can't see Washington just, you know, uh, I guess uh, Haneke is going to start this week. You know, it definitely it's weird. I, I don't believe they're well coached. I don't think Rivera is doing a good job right now. You know, and he ha- he started with the comments about Wentz where he had to backtrack and go over that, Matt. I definitely think this is a good spot for Green Bay. I think they need to really, uh, you know, I-, I think they have to show that they could compete with the Vikings and make these young kids learn. And it's a lot of pressure on Rodgers and LaFleur, but I like it against this team, even though you're on the road. I like the package chances. Uh, we're at four and a half at the Rampart and South Point right now. It has come down from the opener of five, but, you know, we are seeing a significant, uh, you know, start uh, ticket count with the Packers and a lot of teasers, parlays, money line parlays. You know how it goes. I definitely think the Packers will go up a little, Matt. Okay. Big movement on uh, Seattle and the Chargers, Dwayne. And, you know, we were kind of talking early in the show, and I think Matt has said this every week, I'm never laying points with the Chargers or something along those lines. Might not have been that drastic, but it was pretty close. I always like to fade the Chargers as home favorites. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I don't blame you. You know, the coaching is questionable. Uh, I don't think they coach up their talent whatsoever. They've got decent talent. But we saw this big movement on Seattle. I saw in one joint, Dwayne, earlier today, they had taken almost 80% of their tickets on the Seattle Seahawks in this one. Everybody knows by now that I'm not a Geno Smith fan, but yet at the same time, I have to admit, I underestimated this particular season. I didn't think he'd still be the starting quarterback for Seattle at this point of the season, but here he is, and he's being coached up quite well. But your thoughts on the Seattle team that's kind of been globetrotting of late? Yeah, definitely, uh, Scott. You know, who thought Geno Smith would be in the NFL? And now all of a sudden, you know, 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions, really playing some awesome football. But let's not forget Justin Herbert. The kid is a gamer. I mean, you know, he had the cracked ribs early or the bruised ribs early on in the season. He still got 1,700 yards, over 10 touchdowns. You know, you combine that with Eckler, it's definitely a team that could make some noise uh, coming down the stretch if they're healthy. And I, I understand they've been globetrotting. Like, I like that term there, Scott. But I definitely think returning home, uh, you know, off the key number of seven, I like lane five here because I definitely think they are seven points better than Seattle. And uh, like I said, Seattle is a well, well-traveled team. They're going to have the most miles when all is said and done on the NFL schedule traveled. It's going to start to take its wear and tear. Rashad Penny is out for the season. Let's remember that. That's huge. He's their leading Russia and Cattle. You take that away, it's another weapon. Their defense hasn't been all that great. This is a great spot for the Chargers to get well and to start to compete with Kansas City in this AFC West division. All right, Dwayne Colucci with us. Rampart Sportsbook Manager. I should say race and sportsbook manager because he loves <laughs> he loves the horses uh, too. Hey, let's get to um, uh, Scott Spreicher's favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I don't think he's anybody's favorite quarterback right now, is he? Maybe not even Ciara. Is that uh, her name? I, know. I don't know. Uh, she, she but might, uh, hey, he got me a cover. He got you a cover too last week, so there you go. Well, <laughs> I don't think his uh, passing performance in the second half got us that cover. That was kind of like the uh, the Chargers uh, just keeping the Broncos He started in the game. 10 for 11. He actually and started well. 17. He yeah, started well. And yeah. the second half, he uh, fell apart. And now... Uh, Russell Wilson's going to be out on Sunday, it appears, and Brett Rippon's going to be the quarterback right here at Circa. The Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites at Denver. What do you have at South Point and Rampart, and what do you think of this matchup now that Rippon's going to be the Broncos' quarterback, Dwayne? 
that's incredible. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, it's it's really a shady game. You see the line movement. Now we're sitting at one. The Jets are the favorite at the Ray Park South Point. You see the severe ticket count, and you know where all the action came in, guys. On the under. Look at what we opened it at, 42 and a half. We're sitting at like 37 now. Yep. So I heard there's going to be some, uh, you know, maybe bad weather in that area. I'm not positive as of yet, but I was looking at the forecast. There was a little chance of rain. So that rains it in even more without Russell Wilson there. Uh, they're poorly coached, uh, Denver. I'll tell you, Hackett <laughs> is really bad. I'll tell you, it's not, uh, it's not something that right. people haven't discovered without a doubt. But this guy is not good. The Jets are well coached on the other hand and overachieving this year uh, I don't know though that they could win this game I think it's definitely going to be a tough spot for them I like Denver a little you know now getting points but Rippin is unproven and you have that going against you whereas Wilson has been playing well and like I said Sal is one of the best coaches in the NFL how does Denver Scott manage to find one doofus after another to hire as a head coach. That's a skill. (laughs) They got a special talent. It is incredible when you watch it. Uh, Dwayne, always great to have you on, man. Appreciate your opinions and uh, information from behind the book. And we'll see you out at the Rampart again soon, buddy. Yeah, definitely, Matt. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Dwayne. All right, that's Dwayne Colucci out at the Rampart Sportsbook. If uh, you're in Vegas looking for a great place to go watch the games, that's uh, under the radar spot, Scott. It's a really nice sports book, and uh, I would recommend it if you're on the west side of town. I'm right in between the Red Rock and the Rampart. Two great so spots. So I've got a real games. nice couple yeah. of spots there, and it's kind of away from the craziness. All right, we're going to do the New York segment next. Talked about the Giants and the Jets and preview their games, even though we just talked a little bit about the Jets Broncos game. A lot more to cover there. Stay tuned. This is Sunday Bet Prep, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, get in on the football action this season with the Hulu Live TV football extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools and make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free. Hulu plus Live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, Matt and uh, Scott Spritzer back here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show, NFL Week 7. We continue to uh, jump into these games and try to dig out some winners. Let's look at the Giants and Jaguars, Scott, in Jacksonville. And uh, basically from uh, what I've gathered this week from a combination of uh, sharp opinions I respect and uh, I I guess some public opinions as well, it seems like a 50-50 split, maybe – the Sharps lean a little bit more to the Jaguars here. That's uh, kind of what I've uh, uh, deciphered from uh, all the opinions I've heard. The Giants come in, I think, as a team that uh, some sharp betters think is a little bit fraudulent at a four and one. There's a five and one. Five and one. Five and yeah. one. Yeah, five and one. And uh, the Jaguars offer a couple of, uh, I would say, a couple of losses, but a really poor performance at home against the Texans, and then a fourth quarter collapse against the Colts. Uh, I think you're going to be on the home team here. Am I right? Are you laying the three with Jacksonville? I laid the three. I also have it in the contest. So we'll be talking about this a couple more times before we call it a night tonight. Uh, But listen, as you mentioned, the Giants off to that five and one start. The Jags only two and four. But when you, you would think the opposite would be true if you look at Mm -hmm. the metrics of these two teams that I like the most, like, you know, yards per point, that kind of stuff, especially considering the Jags have played a much tougher schedule and yet their metrics play out better. So, I, I do think the Giants are a little bit fraudulent at 5-1. and one. You know, we talked about just a few weeks ago after two or three weeks of the season that this was 
probably one of the bottom five teams in the NFL. We had a guest in here who thought it was the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> They've just played, and I'm not faulting that at all. I mean, right. none of us thought they'd be five and one. I did not agree with him at the time. I not did, as the worst. I don't think you did either. No. The, the Giants were not the worst team in the NFL. But but I would have said bottom five. I would have okay. put them in there at the time. Mm-hmm. So they have played above their heads. It's like Geno Smith with Seattle playing above his head right now. And I love the coach. Dayball's done a great job yep. uh, with keeping this team focused. And I, I'm going to throw an angle out here. And uh, maybe this is a pro tip when it doesn't happen often. Uh-huh. But uh, it's an angle that's not originally mine. But one of the guys in my circle got this from a side. I think it's called Pickwise. He, he mentioned it. And I want to give him credit. But it pointed out that uh, this marks the 10th time in NFL history, so good luck using this again down the road anytime soon, the 10th time in NFL history that a team with a win percentage of 400 or worse has been a favorite over a team playing 800 football or better. I would have thought it happened more than that. But mm-hmm. the favorite in this spot, 9-0 straight up, 8-0-1 against the spread. Wow. So not that that matters in my handicap, but I thought it was kind of interesting, those numbers. And uh, and it makes you feel a little bit better. It's like that icing on the cake before you eat the cake when it comes to the Jaguars in this situation. But they can run the football, Jacksonville. They're outstanding against the run on the defensive side of the football. And the Giants have a weak passing attack, and they can't stop opposing ground mm-hmm. games. So if the Jacksonville Jaguars continue to do what they do defensively, which is slow down the running game, they force you know, Danny Dimes and the Giants to have to potentially put the ball up in the air more than they're accustomed to, more than they want to. And then, of course, you're able to run the football if you're Jacksonville against a soft run defense. And I think Jacksonville does get the job done here. So I, I saw that, like you were saying at the, at the top of the uh, of the segment here, that I saw betting at about 50-50 on this game, ticket-wise. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I do think that's still the case, but I am laying the field goal with Jacksonville. Yeah, probably a few more sharper opinions I've heard on the Jaguars here. And, uh, you know, Obviously, the Giants kind of fit the profile here of a, a public dog, too, because they're 5-1, and one, getting a full three points, and some betters think that's too good to be true. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I do. Or tough to turn <laughs> to down. To a certain extent. Or tough to turn down. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not on the Giants here, because yeah. I think so. a lot of times, Scott, you got to le- learn to read betting lines. Right. And when you see this line, it's telling you the Jaguars are the right side. That's what I'm saying. I hope you're right. I, I hate saying that. I've caught myself saying that a few times. Like, you know, the books are telling you what the right side is here. Right. Well, are they? I right. mean, you know, they're doing their job. And, and so, but I do, I think, I think this, this is, I'm going to make this prediction and, and you can, you're not going to be here next week. So maybe nobody will remember, but uh, I'm sitting there thinking that this could be a double digit win for Jacksonville. I really mm-hmm. do believe that when I look at the metrics again of these teams having records that are opposite of where they should be. Because if you look at the metrics, they just shouldn't be 5-1, and one, the Giants or the Jags 2-4. and four. I think they come through in this one. I Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention my advanced number that I make, and I make them like two weeks in advance, mm-hmm. had Jacksonville 5.5 points better than the Giants in this okay. spot. So going to trust those numbers. That's a big difference for me in the NFL. All right, our producer Dan Miller is going to cut up that video. Scott Sprites are predicting a <laughs> double-digit win for the Jaguars, oh, and we'll play that next week no matter what happens. Couldn't just said I got them, but I think they're going to cover, could I? I had to go in deep. <laughs> Uh, is there any doubt that the uh, Seahawks got the better of the Russell Wilson deal by a long <laughs> shot? Huh? Man, you're just killing me with this stuff. Uh, how bad do you think the uh, the Broncos actually uh, feel about the Russell Wilson situation Oof. right now and the way he's playing? Scotty looks overweight. He looks yeah. slow. He's 33 years old. It's just tough at that age, too, to outrun 23, 25-year-old defenders. Plus, he, he just has lost a half step. He just yeah. doesn't have the same quickness. Uh, he has shown flashes of... A couple flashes, like in the Raiders game in the first half last week sure. against the Chargers, of what he used to be, but not consistently. Now he's got a hamstring injury. He's sidelined. Brett Rippon's going to be the quarterback. Do you think it's justified here? The DraftKings has made the Jets a two-point favorite 
at Denver. Yeah, the thing is, is Rip, I mean, uh, uh, Russell Wilson has been so bad, and he's taken a lot of hits when it comes, and rightly so, when it comes to media, when it comes to sports betting media, mm-hmm. all across uh, the board. And he hasn't played well. His home, you know, his home fans have been booing him every chance they get. And you're right. It's like a big chunk of Russell Wilson's game is gone and probably never coming back because he doesn't have the wheels that he once had. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a guy who always looked to run, but he could run when he had to, and he just can't do that anymore. His accuracy looks affected by the offense he's playing in. Uh, had the great start. I almost texted you last night, uh, last week, when he starts 10 for 11. I'm going to say, leave my boy alone, man. He's 10 for Then he goes 5 for 17 after the 10 <laughs> for 11 start. So luckily I didn't text you on that one. But if he's as bad as he is, and it, he's not even close to the Russell Wilson we grew used to, is Brett Rippon that big of a difference? You know, to so. change favorites with this point spread, I know it's low. It went from one and a half to, you know, Denver to one and a half the Jets. I know he's only thrown 42 passes in his career, which is two and a half seasons of football. And I know he's got, I think, more INTs by a couple than he does touchdown mm-hmm. passes. But again, it's not like they're going from an 80% of what we've seen out of Russell Wilson in his past to a young guy like Brett Rippon without a bunch of experience. We're seeing maybe 20% yeah. of what Russell Wilson was in his past. So, I don't think it's that big of a difference. I actually have the Denver Broncos for the second week in a row as a contest play. And I think they get the job done. And we could talk a little bit more about it if you wish. But, you know, you look at Baron Brown and you look at Bradley Chubb. I think they disrupt the offensive line to make a difference in this game. Well, the one thing the Broncos have, and this is why I was on the Broncos Monday night, uh, they got the number four scoring defense in the NFL. They're allowing 16.5 points per game. This defense is going to keep the Broncos in games, and it has kept the Broncos in every game uh, so far. Now, Brett Rippon, a little bit of a mystery what he's going to bring to the table here, but Scott, if you watched the Jets-Packers game last week, and I'm sure you did, I'm sure you did, Zach Wilson was not very good. I mean, it's a coin flip. Which was the worst Wilson last week, (laughs) Zach or Russ? And I think it was Zach. I think Zach Wilson was the worst of the two. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I also, you mentioned the defense. I mentioned Browning and Chubb and what they yeah. could do to disrupt the offensive line. They're number two in the league in yards per point on defense. One, again, one of the metrics that I care about the mm-hmm. most, yards per point. And I'm not ready to call the Jets with Zach Wilson at quarterback after what you just said, and I agree with it about Zach, to call them a true road warrior that all of a sudden they're going to make it, what, 4-0 and straight up and against the spread away from home. This is a fierce defense they're going to go up against. And what Rippon does also is it's kind of like Cooper Rush, and I'm not saying he's going to have the success Rush did, but you're going to pull everybody together. Everybody's going to know they got to have focus like they've never had before if they're going to pick up the slack and make up for a young quarterback without much experience being able to lead them to victory. And I just like those shots and those chances uh, at least one week when it comes to you know pro sports, in this case the NFL, and I think this is the game that they'll – get it done. Now, that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to say double-digit win here like we did with that other game. <laughs> I but uh, but I, I think the Broncos are the right side. At least I used them as one of my contest plays. I think this game has all the makings. One that's going to go to the wire, be decided by a field goal, and one of the quarterbacks is going to throw a costly interception <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Zach Wilson, hey, throw that pick, baby. The Broncos, the worst scoring offense in the league, 15.2 points a game, but their defense kept them right in it. All these games have been close. What do you think the point spread adjustment is because there is a little bit of a drop-off, let's, sure. let's face it, from Wilson to uh, Rippon, what do you think it is, a point and a half, two points? Well, what's it move, three? Uh, yeah, I, could, I guess you could say the Broncos were one-and-a-half-point favorites, now right. they're one-and-a-half-point dogs, but you're not crossing a key number either. That's the whole thing. It's right around, you know, we win the game straight up, you, yeah. you, you win your bet. And so it's not crossing a key number, it's a, a low number. I would say 
two and a half. Yeah, that's probably what I'd make it with the way Russell Wilson's playing these days and the coaching staff of Denver not putting their skill players in the in the position to win games. So probably two and a half. All right, got a big game in uh, Vegas, at least to the Raiders. They need to win badly. They're off a bye, and they host the Houston Texans. A lot of Texans fans out here in the Circus Sportsbook tonight cheering on the Houston Astros, uh, by the way. We'll talk about that and more when we come back on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. Here's a mid-season offer to make you a smarter, better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. It's the best bet in the game, $99 for VSIM Pro now through the Super Bowl. Sign up at vsim.com slash subscribe. All right, Matt, you and Scott Spritzer back here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show. And, Scott, let's uh, talk about the Texans and the Raiders, two teams off buys, and the Raiders blew a big lead at Kansas City right before the buy. And uh, I've, they had a chance, I think, really to kind of change – the narrative about their season if they could win it in KC. Uh, but now it's the same old story. Josh McDaniels goes for a late two-point conversion. That was a needless gamble. And uh, everything's kind of blown up in the Raiders' face so far. Even uh, after that game when Devontae Adams walks off the field and he pushes over a photographer. Yeah. And nothing's really going right for the Raiders up to this point. This should be one of those get-right type of games. The Raiders... Uh, have dropped to six and a half point favorites at DraftKings. They are seven point favorites at most spots right here. And uh, the Texans have been surprisingly competitive. In fact, before the bye, they beat the Jaguars on the road. Uh, so were you tempted to play the dog here or not? I wasn't tempted to play the game this week at all. I really okay. wasn't. And, uh, you know, they've not played an easy schedule when you talk about Las Vegas. It's been tough. But, you know, and the four losses came by 14 points. You know, so it's like the games that they were winning last year, they're losing this year. It's almost like turnovers. Uh, when you have an uh, overabundance of turnovers one year, it comes back to the, the mean a little bit. But they've been solid against the run, the Raiders. But, man, you can beat them through the air, and they're giving mm-hmm. up 26 points per game. And I don't know if you just flip the switch and change that just because you had a week off. But the offense isn't bad. They're balanced. Both teams had the week off. Carr's got to take advantage of it this week if they're going to have any chance at all to make a run for a postseason berth. But, you know, he's hitting 61% of his passes. That's it. Yeah. Six yards per attempt. Eight touchdowns four interceptions on the season for Carr, and that's not going to get it done. And the one thing about Houston, they've got a nice spread record thus far. They're 3-1-1. One, and one. But I went back and, you know, looked again, and obviously we know who they play and who they don't play. But they're 2-1-1 oh, against the spread out of that 3-1-1 one, and one mark against the Bears, the Broncos, and the Colts. And they played the Colts in week one before the Colts kind of started to put things together, got that tie in that game, but covered the spread. But they're bad on both sides of the line of scrimmage when you talk about Houston overall. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, man, you just had a week off, get back on the same page. You know, Adams had his fit. Maybe that's now out of the way. And you take that extra week to prep for this bad team on both sides of the line of scrimmage and you get the job done. So now that it's six and a half, it's like, gosh, I, I'd love to be able to lay the seven here with the Raiders. I think if I did anything though, Matt, and I'm not going to jump in on the point spread, but I might use them 
as a teaser, tease them down to half or one. You probably have to go with one because uh, I don't think there's too many six and a halfs out there. Yeah, I did that actually here. And uh, I played the Texans plus seven in the contest, but I, I did put the Raiders on a teaser with the Patriots on Monday okay, night. I like that. Uh, knocked the Raiders down to uh, minus one, Patriots down to minus two. Uh, the Texans come out of the bye at one, three, and one. They open that season with the push, right. uh, the, the tie against the Colts, I should say, in uh, week one. And uh, they get to the ugly win. At Jacksonville, they've been competitive, uh, Scott. I think uh, uh, probably a little bit surprisingly competitive to some people because their defense has uh, been better than expected. If you look at the uh, track record for Houston, has allowed more than 20 points, and uh, actually more than 23 points in only one game, and that was against the Chargers. Uh, but also Davis Mills, the second-year quarterback from Stanford, he's got comparable numbers, believe it or not, to Derek Carr. Right now. Yeah, I like Davis Mills. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And I think Davis Mills can keep you in the game if he doesn't make mistakes. And how about Damian Pierce, rookie running sure. back from Florida? He's been really good. Josh Jacobs, I think, has been probably the biggest surprise in terms of a positive for the Raiders right. offense. But Damian Pierce has been almost as good for the Texans. Yeah, so. and, and I might have, you know, maybe I, 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 I guess what I judge Houston by, because the defense has decent numbers, decent metrics. Right. But again, and they built that 3-1-1 one, one spread record again, against the Bears, the Broncos, and the Colts. And we sure. just talked about the Colts are getting better. I mean, Matt Ryan looks more like Matt Ryan than he did back in week one. But we talked about Russell Wilson. That's who they faced. We talked about whatever is going on in Chicago with Fields, maybe being undercoached. You know, so I, I kind of throw that into the mix. And the mm -hmm. Raiders obviously have much better talent, even a quarterback, than those teams I just mentioned. You know, at this point of his career, I'd take Derek Carr over Matt Ryan, not by – you know, I, I don't want to make a living off the difference, but I would still make him a little bit better than Ryan at this point of their sure. career. Uh, but again, so I throw that into the mix, and I think, you know, I like your teaser better than Houston plus seven, even though I would not lay the seven with the Raiders mm -hmm. in this game. But, uh, boy, if they can't do it this week, Matt, it's like forget about it. I mean, it's a perfect spot to host this team and to be able to get the job done and at least win the game. Yeah. Well, this is, I think, got to be a get-right game for the Raiders. But, I, you know, I'm not crazy about taking the seven with the Texans, but... Uh, I I'd think rather that, do that than lay it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lay it. Not going to lay it with the Raiders. They have not been really reliable home favorites in uh, the last couple of years, and uh, I'm not sure if you trust them coming out of the bye here either. And uh, the Texans, like I said, have been uh, surprisingly competitive in a lot of these games. All right, uh, let's move on to Colts and Titans. And, uh, Scott, I think I've probably seen a little bit uh, more sharper opinions on the Colts in this uh, game here. Two-and-a-half-point dogs. This is a division revenge game. Titans won in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. Uh, the thing for me that's important about the Colts is Matt Ryan has looked better the last couple sure. weeks. He looked awful when the season started. He, he's looked a little bit better. Jonathan Taylor, uh, probably your best offensive player, going to be back. And Shaquille Leonard, your best de defensive player, I believe, is going to be back too, right? That's absolutely right. They've yeah. won three of four of the Colts, and all of a sudden they're you know, three, two, and one after the shaky start to the season. They're kind of back in the mix here. Uh, the loss to Tennessee I mentioned earlier when we had Will Hill on, it, it just seemed, even though they lost, that they kind of got that offense on the same page. And everybody around Matt Ryan, not just himself, started to play better. They actually outgained the Titans by 120 yards or thereabouts in that contest in the loss. And Matt Ryan, 27 of 37, over 350 yards passing. He had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, overall, what cost them that game against Tennessee because the defense played well was the turnover margin. They were minus three in the game against the Titans a few weeks ago. You can throw the football all day long against this Tennessee Titans defense, and that's what Indy has been doing as they've started to play a bit better. And now you add Taylor to the mix, as you said, Matt. 
and all of a sudden you mm-hmm. got a team that's going to be, I think, tough to stop for this Tennessee defense, whether they're running the football or passing. And when you got Jonathan Taylor, man, it's like you got to pay that extra attention to trying to mirror him, you know, when he when he comes out of the backfield, which means you pay less attention to your pass defense, which is already in bad shape. So I'm, I'm with the Colts here. If if that's where the Sharps are going, I happen to be on the sharp side with them. Uh, the Titans aren't good on offense, ground or air. They're horrible against the pass, as I mentioned. They're 11 <laughs> right. points away from 0-5. Yep. Give me Indy in this one. It's kind of amazing if you think about it. Uh, the Colts have played as poorly as they have, and they are 3-2-1. and one. Yep. You know? Exactly. And and by pull- the way, that's not a bad teaser play, teasing them up to eight and a half with, right. you know. Uh, the, and the Titans have been nothing special up to this point either. All right, let's talk about the Seahawks and the Chargers one more time. So, <laughs> Geno Smith, I think, is um, – Stunned people. Let's let's put it that way. With uh, how well he's played, he's kind of been a, a punchline to a lot of jokes uh, throughout his career. But Geno Smith has also been a cover machine for the most part, surprisingly. And he's completed a league high, league high, seventy three point four percent of his passes with nine touchdowns so far. And how about the Seahawks being a break even team, three and three through six games? Scott, I know that surprises you and a lot sure of other does. people. Now they're catching four and a half. Five on the con- one contest, I took five and a half with the Seahawks in this game. Just since essentially, I'm not going to get too much into the analysis here. If the Chargers are laying points at home, I'm going to look at the <laughs> other side. <laughs> I, I don't feel very confident taking the Seahawks here, though, uh, just because I don't, I can't trust this defense yeah. to hold up. But man, the Chargers got so many injuries. Keenan Allen seems like he doesn't care if he comes back to play. Uh, he's he's had a foot injury and. Um, the Chargers, when they miss Rashawn Slater, the left tackle, that offensive line kind of fell apart against the Broncos. Sure. Doesn't it feel like Geno Smith's football IQ is like night and day better than it was a few years ago? I mean, he just looks like he's in control. And I think a lot of that has to do not just with Geno, but with the coaching. It probably has Pete a lot Carroll to do with staff. it, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, maybe the Chargers coaches ought to get on the get on the horn and call Bill Snyder, the old K-State coach, and say, what did you do again when you threw a wrench into his Heisman run midway through the season? at West Virginia, because once they started kind of moving guys around pre-snap, that's when things went bad for Geno Smith, and he hasn't had a great NFL career because teams have been able to throw things at him that he hasn't been able to recognize at the snap of the football. And in the NFL, you have no time at all. you got to recognize and, and make adjustments. So um, he's done well. And anybody who listened to this show before the season began knows how I stuck up for him when Matt ripped him apart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But okay. I, listen, I, I, I underestimated Gino in this offense and with his coaching staff, and he's been nothing short of great. I even heard some people on Twitter, like media people who I respect, saying <clears throat> MVP real quietly. Oh, he's on. not even close, but again, he's but he's played much better than I thought he was going to. I, of course, he's not the MVP. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I, was, I almost sent you the link to that. We could have played it on the show. He could be the MVP of that division. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's even a long shot. Would you take him? or uh, Anyway, I, I, I couldn't play it. I, I made the number six, Matt, yeah. and it dropped down to five, and I just said I, I can't take only five with this team. Yeah, I didn't bet it. It's a contest play and, and just one contest for me. I, I changed my fifth pick in two of the contests. All right, Dan Miller, our producer. Next segment, we're going to play a five-minute clip of Scott Spritzer going off about how Russell Wilson <laughs> has a great shot to be the MVP this season. That was from our preseason show. Actually, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We're going to get to Scott's best bets next. Uh, Stay tuned. Beeson. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my there's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Fall sports are heating up. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Where football, hockey, basketball, baseball, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get. Sunday, football parlay insurance, and more. All that at BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Matt Eumann, Scott Spritzer back here. As we uh, wrap up hour number two of our uh, 
Week 7 preview show. And, Scott, we're going to get to your best bets and contest plays. First, for those who don't know, you are red hot in uh, both contests, and you don't change your plays at all. You use the same five plays every year, every week in the uh, Westgate Super Contest and the Circuit Millions. Yeah, and, and I'll change it up maybe in the last three or four weeks of the okay. season. Uh, if you're still in the mix for the money, then you know start looking at different lines and and maybe mixing them up a little bit. But that's basically, you know, what I've been doing since Circa has been around, and we've had more than one contest to get involved with, mm-hmm. or more than one card at Westgate or whatever. But yeah, it'll be the same plays. So these are the same plays at Circa as they are at Westgate, and uh, it's just what's worked best. And you know, we finished in the top twenty before, so hopefully we'll do it again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I got a couple of plays there that I think would surprise a few people. Like we talked about it earlier. You know, the Broncos made my card. Now, I did get the worst of the line. I got minus one in the card instead of plus one and a half. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's close enough to where you think you won't have to worry too much about it if your team is actually in the game. Uh, and we knew Russell Wilson obviously had the hammy issue. I think I told you before, what we like to do is is uh, do our contest plays on Wednesday nights. We usually get done about midnight Pacific time on Wednesday nights. We send them to our proxy, which happens to be a VSIN guy. By the name of Dave Tooley. Dave Tooley. And, uh, okay. and so everybody knows Dave. And so we sent him out because I don't want to get too influenced by injuries that all of a sudden pop up on a Thursday or a Friday. I, I've been beaten by that before, and I said, you know what? Most of my games, unless they're quarterbacks or cluster injuries in important areas, are decided by situations and point spreads rather than you know a right tackle or a couple of uh, safeties being out of a game. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of saves you from overthinking a little bit too much. We haven't been burned on it. We've actually been helped by doing that. But yeah, the Broncos minus one. Uh, we took the Lions plus seven. Jaguars minus a field goal. Took the Niners plus two and a half. We jumped on that before it was official that Chris McCaff- Christian McCaffrey was coming to San Francisco. And the final play, which we got the better of the line here, also was the Miami Dolphins minus seven in Sunday night football. Those were the five contest plays at both joints. All right, so uh, the Lions plus seven. How much debate was there about that? And by the way, for those who uh, haven't followed this show uh, the last uh, couple months, who is your contest partner? Big Al McMorty. um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully he'll be talking to us a little bit on air the next couple of weeks. But uh, he's got a unique style of handicapping, and it's different than mine. And so when we land on these games, uh, we tend to do decently for the most part. Right. Um, I just brought this sheet I was going to show you. You can see when we're going over on – on uh, nobody could see it out there, but I could show Matt here that w- when we're going over these things on on uh, Wednesday nights, I do all my ratings here, and then I call him. He's done all his handicapping. Then we go down and he, we do his ratings. We got a scale of one to three if we like a game, three being the that we like that game the most, and then we do a point total. And of course, there's much more to it than just that, but that's basically how we come up with these plays. You asked about the Lions; they were our favorite play this week. Okay, the Lions plus seven were our favorite play between the two of us, how we both handicapped that game. And I'm going to say this and hopefully not have to eat crow. The Lions were one of my top five plays of the entire season wow. in this spot, okay. plus seven so all far right. this season. So, boy, we're going all in here. You know, you're off next week. I might accidentally <laughs> miss the show too. Alarm didn't go off, Matt, but uh, <laughs> we have a bad week. I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, the Lions were the uh, the play that we both agreed on as being a top play this week. Uh, I got to tell you, the, the first two decisions I made this week were Lions and 49ers. Nice. And then uh, I had to figure out the other three. But those were the first two that I made uh, uh, right away this week. I knew I was going to be on those two. And, Scott, let's uh, talk about a, a pro tip here in a minute, too, about how you make your advanced numbers, and I want to see what your advanced numbers were on these games. 
but you played the Jaguars minus three, the Broncos minus one, Niners plus two and a half, and Dolphins minus seven. What was your advance line that you made on the Chiefs 49ers game? I actually made the uh, that game, I made it pick them on my numbers mm-hmm. from a couple of weeks ago, assuming who was going to be healthy and all that kind of stuff, thinking Bosa would be back and the defensive players that have been banged up the last couple of weeks would be back. So I made that pick them on the, on the 49ers. I, I was going to tell you real quick that we were this close to going with the Cleveland Browns instead of the Denver Broncos, yeah. and we ended up on Denver. I mean, that was real close. But, yeah, I, I made the Niners uh, pick them two weeks ago for this game, assuming that they would be healthier on defense than they were at the time. Browns, I knew were going to be a popular play with a lot of sharp uh, handicappers this week. By the way, the Niners, if you don't know, injury updates. Defensive end Nick Boza expected back. He practiced all week. Left tackle, Trent Williams also going to be back for the 49ers offense. Right tackle, Mike McGlinchey back. And then the defensive backfield, Jimmy Ward, also going to return. Plus, you got a couple other defensive players look like they're going to be back. So, Scott, this is a really beat up Niners team that this week looked like it was going to get healthy and getting back home because the Niners have not had the easiest schedule. Sure. Uh, they, they played four of their first six games on the road. There was a lot of travel in those first six weeks. Stayed away from home for two weeks, basically, because mm-hmm. they stayed in West Virginia before last week's yeah. uh, game after being on the road, too. So it's all factored in. They played a tough schedule. Real quick on Al McMorty. Uh, because I keep mentioning the times we've mentioned him is that we have a we come from a different uh, starting point and arrive at our plays. It's not unlike Mark Lawrence, Al McBorty, his handicap, his his database is thirty years, thirty five years old, and and he keeps feeding this info into it, and it's a little bit deeper as far as there's more depth to it, I guess, than what I would say Mark uses. Mm-hmm. But they're along the same line. So if you think Mark Lawrence, you probably take Al McBorty and maybe Mark Lawrence to the second power is basically what it comes down to because he goes a little bit deeper on some of his angles and stuff, but that's how it all starts. And then, of course, mine is advanced numbers, situations, mm-hmm. and then matchups, obviously, I tie in. I tie up matchups a lot more than uh, than Al does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Lions are one of the best bets this week, one of my three best bets. I think Detroit gets it done. Uh, my handicapping style leans more uh, towards yours, no doubt about that. Let's talk about how you make your advanced numbers and uh, give a pro tip here about making advanced numbers uh, Scott, on the NFL? It has to do, I mean, there's a little bit of travel involved. There's a little bit of any serious injuries involved. Uh, key players that are going to be out for weeks, and you know that in advance. Um, if a guy gets hurt this Sunday and he's going to be out for six weeks to eight weeks or longer, then obviously that'll be factored into um, my numbers that I make for two weeks from now when I make those on Monday or Tuesday coming up this week. Uh, yards per point, not just overall, but both sides of the line of scrimmage. I like to look how teams do yards per point offensively as opposed to defensively, and then combine the two, and then you get the overall yards per point. So I look at those metrics quite a bit, and and really travel and scheduling. You know, we talked Mm -hmm. to Dwayne Colucci earlier tonight. We were talking about, or he was talking about how Seattle's been all over the place, and they have been globetrotting all over the continent. So, you know, I factored that into the mix. If it's a really good elite-level football team, it doesn't mean as much as it does if it's the Seattle Seahawks or the Chicago Bears, if they're traveling a lot. So... All that goes into the mix. I would say the most important thing for my advanced numbers happens to be the yards per point stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you sit down on what you said Monday or Tuesday and you Usually make your Tuesdays. NFL lines two yeah. weeks in advance. And I think that's a great exercise to follow. That's something I do a lot more in college football uh, than I do in the NFL, but it's something that I'm sure has helped out your handicapping. Yeah, it has. I mean, yeah. if you look back to like the mid 90s when I was really getting serious about this stuff, co hosting the Stardust line. And I don't know if you know Sean Hess. He's a a great friend of mine. He's been kind of a mentor. He's about Mm -hmm. 81, 82 years old now. And 
And uh, until recently, he was basically 82 going on 30. Should have seen some of his dates. But anyway, he gave me a great tip back in the mid-90s, and it was making those numbers two weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best tips I've ever gotten. And we used to do a show every Thursday night with Ron Futrell, the local sportscaster here in town. And we'd go to all the different station casinos every Thursday at a different station casino. And he, that's how we got introduced to each other was on that show. And he's been a friend ever since, but he said he, he kind of gave me a couple of key tools to look at to be able to come up with these advanced numbers. And of course, they've changed a little bit over the course of time. But that was probably the greatest tip I ever received as a handicapper and as a better. It tends to uh, prevent you from overreacting uh, to what you saw last Absolutely. week, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, when you see a good team that just had a horrible game, you're not too influenced because you're taking the body of work rather than one game. All of a sudden, you're macro, not micro, and it helps out so much. And it, you know what it does even more than winning games? It keeps you off losers. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's as valuable to me as being 56% against the spread. If you can stay away from some of those losers that you realize afterwards, man, why didn't I see that I shouldn't have been on yeah. that? You know, no, then that's, that's where it helps point. out quite a bit. Great point. You're on the Lions, Jaguars, and then you're playing a two-team six-point teaser. Yeah, those are the best bets, Lions, Jags, and the two-team six-point teaser because I'm spacing it off now as the Niners plus eight and a half to the Dolphins minus one. I got a little bit better numbers than those two teams are getting right now, but I still like both of those teams on a teaser. And your fifth contest play was Dolphins minus seven, right? Exactly. Got That's that. It. it was seven. It's seven and a half everywhere right now, but the contest was seven. Scott and Al, 22 and eight in the Circa Millions and the Westgate Super Contest. All right, quick break. We come back. Uh, Chris Sanook, Las Vegas professional sports better. Very sharp NFL mind is going to join us with his best bets for NFL Week 7. Stay tuned to VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the VSIN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find decent shirts and hats for any occasion, and they're all made to order, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find... Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free 